0: Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And what are we talking about today, Julia? Today we
1: are talking about the Goliath Tigerfish. So the Goliath Tigerfish has many names. It also goes by the Giant Tigerfish, the Giant African Tigerfish, and is also referred to as the Mbenga and Swahili, which translates to the dangerous fish. And uh, as we talk, you'll understand why that is.
0: I also saw there are some uh, tribes and whatnot and peoples down there, and it's mainly French-speaking, where they call it the dogfish as well.
1: So the general appearance of this fish, from the neck down, it, it looks pretty standard fish-like. It's the head that really throws it off. It is called the tigerfish for a reason. It has a very wide mouth with inch two inch long razor sharp teeth on the top and the bottom i mean if you look at a picture of this and look into its mouth you can see why it is called like like a devil fish and stuff like that it is really really scary to look at
0: and also one of the main reasons it also is called the tigerfish is because it is striped that um so not only is it like vicious looking really mean looking but it is also striped which kind of gives it that uh tigerfish name So that was talking about why it's called the tigerfish, why it gets the term Goliath, uh, which comes from the biblical tale of David and Goliath, uh, is because of how big it is. So on average, it looked like it was anywhere between or usually around like 90 pounds um, and then length around four feet, uh, low four feet. The largest one ever caught was around five feet and weighed over 150 pounds. So these are massive freshwater and these are freshwater fish. Usually these kind of this kind of size you only see in saltwater fish. This is a freshwater fish. It is massive.
1: And as you just mentioned, it is a freshwater fish. It is found in the Congo River basin in Central Africa. So we know that, you know, the Congo River. And it branches out into all these smaller little parts. So it is found throughout all of Central Africa in this area. There
0: are a lot of other tigerfish species in the Congo River Basin area. But the one we are focusing on is the goliath tigerfish. Um, They all are pretty similar in appearance. Uh, It's just that the goliath tigerfish is just so much more uh, massive compared to the other ones.
1: So the goliath tigerfish is a piscivore, and that means it has an all-fish diet. So it is a, you know, large predator hunting fish, and we can tell that with, obviously, its teeth and also its eyes. It has very large eyes that it uses to find its prey. And it hunts its prey by lying in wait in the calmer parts of the rapids in the river, and it will strike its prey using... Uh, the fish kind of to catch it off guard and the running rapids, you know, they're using all their energy and the Goliath Tigerfish kind of swoops in and takes it when it's least expecting it.
0: Yeah, because the the Goliath Tigerfish is so much bigger than a lot of its prey, a lot of smaller fish tend to struggle in those rapids, whereas the Goliath Tigerfish is not struggling as much and can make up any distance very quickly. And as for what kind of fish the Goliath Tigerfish eats, it's basically anything smaller than it. Any fish that is smaller than the tiger fish is going to get eaten. And there actually, I saw there have been documented cases where it uh, successfully caught and ate birds as well that were trying to either swim on these rivers or were also trying to catch other fish.
1: The only known natural predator that we know of the Goliath tiger fish is crocodiles, specifically the Nile crocodiles, which we've actually talked about before. I mean, when you talk about fish, it is top of the food chain in that area. It is the top dog fish. And like I said, only these larger predators like the crocodiles really try to go for it. I thought I saw as
0: well that a lot of the – or if it's a fully grown goliath tigerfish, even crocodiles don't really prey on them because of how massive they are. So once – if they're able to get fully grown, the odds of them being killed by another creature are very low.
1: And because of their you know their look they are mean and scary, but they do hold that up with their temperament. They are pretty nasty fighting fish, and there are multiple reported attacks on humans with this fish. I don't know if I saw any that were fatal, um, but there have been many of you know the local people in that area going to you know wash their clothes or go take a bath, and they will come up and uh, bite them in their leg or even um, on their arms sometimes. I think I saw that the
0: only documented instance where somebody died from wounds from a Goliath fish attack was a child. And one of the reasons that attacks are so prevalent, especially on a lot of the, the peoples that uh, go into the Congo River Basin, is because of a cultural belief of warding off Spirits and demons, they wear uh, shiny objects around their belts, uh, which tend to be whether it be like coins, um, bottle caps, something. Well, the thing is with glide tigerfish, when they're looking for prey, they're u- usually looking for like the glint of a f- of the sunlight shining off of another fish. So they see these shiny objects, like these bottle caps or these coins, and they immediately think, oh, that's prey. So they go and we'll take a bite. And it's the problem, it's the similar thing to like with a shark. Um, A lot of they'll do like a taste bite, but it's the problem of their teeth are so vicious and nasty that one bite can be pretty devastating and can do a lot of damage. Uh, We didn't talk about it, but the goliath tigerfish's teeth actually get up to one inch long each. And it's similar to uh, shark teeth where if they lose a tooth, another tooth is replacing it.
1: So we already talked about like it's ferociousness and just some little fun facts to spit out real quick is that it is known as the greatest freshwater game fish in the entire world. And when, when you look at pictures of it and when you see it compared to other freshwater fish, you will understand it. It is, like I said, top of the food chain. It is massive. It is scary. And it is also the only known African freshwater fish that has reported attack on humans. Um, and although there are other like predator fish in the water, this is the only one that has actually taken bite out of humans
0: yep and for to give an idea of like how prevalent this fish is in like in like culture and whatnot, there's a really popular show. I'm only bringing this up because it's a really good insight into this fish, and there's some pretty good information in it. There's a show uh, I don't believe it's on air anymore. it's called River monsters uh it was hosted by Jeremy Wade where he would go around uh, around the world looking for. F- game fish to catch uh there was an episode i believe the episode was actually called demon fish about the goliath Tigerfish. really great episode some really great insight you can really get an idea of how big and like really how ferocious these things are and how tough they are to catch
1: and along with like the local tribes and villages in the air and the area there is like i mentioned earlier it is called the mbenga and the Mbenga is an evil spirit that these people believe has entered this fish. And that's what makes it attack people. And because of this, the local people are extremely, just they avoid this fish at all costs. They believe it is evil. Um, you know, they don't want to go near it. They don't try to catch it. If they do catch it, they release it. They don't want to take it back and eat it because they are just so terrified of what this fish is and what the evil spirits bring with this fish.
0: One fun thing I came across when I was uh, researching the Goliath tigerfish was there's a quote from a fisherman uh, back from 1949. Uh, this, this is attributed to him. How much it holds up, I'm not sure, but this is a quote that's attributed to him, talking about the Goliath tigerfish. And he says, I have stated heretofore in print and am still ready to maintain my pronouncement. That the tigerfish of Africa is the fiercest fish that swims. Let others hold forth as advocates for the mako shark, the barracudas, the piranha of the Amazon, or the bluefish of the Atlantic. To them I say, pish and tush. Which I just think is, it's a really hilarious British quote. I should have done a funny British accent when saying it. But it just shows like, this creature, this fish has been known to be vicious for Years, It's in a lot of uh, cultures, like Julia talked about with the Mbenga. It is it is known to be a very uh, nasty fish.
1: So we talked about like their ferocious nature and stuff. And although we say we're talking about all these things, we don't actually know a lot about the Goliath tigerfish. The information we do know, like we said, it has come from this TV show that Jack has talked about. We learned a lot from that. But other than that, scientists haven't really gotten the chance to look at it. Um, whether that's because of the location of it or it's just famed, you know, fierceness of the fish. But what little we do know about its reproduction is that they prefer to mate during the rainy season when water levels are high, which is pretty common for fish. And they like to hide their eggs in leafy vegetation. And the young only leave the area when they are forced out by low waters. Like I said, we don't know, you know, where they made at, how many eggs they lay. We don't really know a lot. We just kind of know the general idea of it.
0: And to comment on one thing Julia said about uh, why we don't have a ton of information, we've seen this before, and we'll probably get into it as we uh, explore more animals, Places like the Amazon rainforest or the Congo rainforest, these places are huge dense forests and the Congo river basin or the, all the rivers in the Congo, all the rivers in the Amazon, they are miles upon miles upon miles long where it is so hard to one, just to get there to let alone find the thing you're looking for and actually do research on it. So that's one, uh, big deterrent to having so much information on these creatures. Then uh, wrap, sort of wrapping this up, uh, one of the things we want to touch on is how long they live, and it's actually fairly long. I, I think I saw the longest recorded one they've seen is like about 14 years, which is that's a pretty long time for a fish, uh, especially freshwater fish, and it uh, reaches full size at about 10 years. So they grow pretty much almost their entire life, and they max out at around 10 years. And like I said, the longest living one is about 14 years old that we know of. Um, these fish are kept in captivity. Some people do use them, have them as pets. Uh, it's usually not recommended. We probably would not recommend having exotic fish, um, especially in a lot of other parts of the world. It's very hard to take care of those kind of fish. And then, as for population size, uh, best guess is they're doing pretty well. Um, they don't have a lot that preys on them, and the food sources in the Congo River Basin are a plenty. So. Uh, the threat to them is pretty minimal Uh, probably one of the biggest things that it would be as with almost all animals is just the loss of environment as we start to uh, deforest a lot of the congo that can start to affect the um, the creatures in the rivers as well any fish and whatnot so that's probably what would be the biggest threat currently Um, but other than that they seem to be doing pretty well
1: and that's all we have on the goliath tiger fish it was pretty quick like we said we don't know a lot about this animal but thanks for listening in And tune in next week when we talk about the Japanese macaques.
0: And don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find those handles in the description for the episode. I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.